Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Come on. Begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. KDIX Studio, Dickinson, North Dakota. Like we do every Sunday night, it's 8.06 Mountain Time here. And whatever, wherever you're at, I'm sure it's, it reflects that. 
Pastor Bob Simons is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we uh, are a Acts 238 holiness church. And, And I'll tell you what, people are hungry for the truth. I believe that. We've got people texting me already. Now, if you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio, this is also an AM radio broadcast right out of Dickinson here. We're in a, in a real radio station. That's where we do this, a real radio studio. I've got my trusty sidekick, Abe Simons, here. Um, he, we pulled him off the ranch just to get him in here. He's got a ranch. They, He and his dad, I don't know how many cattle. How many cattle do you guys have total? I don't even know. Our ranchers don't talk about that, do they? They don't tell us. But I know it's hundreds, hundreds of cattle. He's got a... He's rounding up, rounding up a girl to marry coming in January, so he's got his lasso around her too. I know that. I don't know what I'm going to do after he gets married. You know, he won't be in the studio with me. But uh, anyway, you can be listening on the AM station. You can be listening on KDIX.net, or you can be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two. Thank to thanks to Brother Duran for always working with us and helping us. Um, uh, Brother Duran from Holy Ghost Radio is great, and Holy Ghost Radio is a great thing. And hopefully uh, we can get people from Dickinson here listening to Holy Ghost Radio, not just me on their radio station. Uh, a bunch of people are texting me tonight, which is a way that you can get a hold of me during the broadcast. We don't take really take phone calls anymore. You can call in, talk to Abe, but you can't talk to me because I'm such a big shot now. Not really, but I'm just... It just doesn't work really to do it anymore, so you can you can call into the studio here. But tonight, if you want to be part of the program, text me 701-290-7862 and be nice to me. If you don't agree with me, still be nice to me and tell me that uh, you don't agree with me. We've got all kinds of people. We've got Regina and Becky listening tonight. We've got uh, Devin from Tulare, California listening. We've got... Uh, Greg Johnson from Mesa, Arizona, listening, and he's from everywhere, I think. We've got Jasmine from Bismarck. Uh, let's see, who's this? we got the Frost family out in St. Cloud, near St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, the um, We've got Brother, uh, the or the Lee family listening tonight on their way back from uh, Newtown and Williston. It looks like the Blackshears might be listening. We've got... Uh, Brother Griffith tuning in, the Millers and Brother Griffith from Great Falls, Montana, the Millers in Gulvin, North Dakota, Brother Rose in Mount Sterling, Kentucky, Brother Roland, Morgantown, Kentucky, Brother Schuler in Grafton. There's a friend of mine. I love Brother and Sister Schuler. These are good people. They love God. They love holiness, dedicated to the work of God. Plus, they're just a lot of fun to be around. But I don't get to be around them much. We've got uh, Jackson and Casey listening tonight. We've got some Hostetlers listening on the highway. We've got uh, the uh, uh, <laughs> Brother Duran's giving me a hard time here. I'll, I'll get back. To, I'll get to my topic here in just a little bit. You know, I'll tell you, one of the most special people I have listening tonight is a lady named Bro- Sister Yvonne. She goes to our our new church in Bowman, North Dakota, which just has a Thursday night service at this time, and their church comes up to Dickinson on Sundays. Uh, Sister Yvonne had a stroke a few years ago, and she is in a wheelchair, and uh, she's pretty laid up. But today, she came to church in this wheelchair, and she had some signs made, like, praise the Lord. And she took off in her wheelchair down to the front of the church, raised that sign up, praise the Lord. Now, she's limited in what she can do. We're believing God will heal her, but she uh, 
she wanted to praise the Lord. And she took that motorized wheelchair and drove it down to the front of the church, down the ramp. And I'll tell you, it changed the whole service. People began to worship. And uh, this is a lady that was in a nursing home in Dickinson. And our, our, our nursing home group of people got a hold of her. She's been baptized in Jesus' name, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost after a radio broadcast one night. I had Brother Jones here on the radio show with me, and, and uh, she received the Holy Ghost after the radio show all by herself. But what a what a neat thing today. She she brought that wheelchair. I don't remember, uh, Sister Yvonne, you listening, what other signs you had up. I saw the you had the Praise the Lord sign. I think you had some other signs uh, too up. But anyway, uh, that was really a neat thing that happened in our church. I, uh, our church is located, if you're from the Dickinson area, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night, and then we have church in Beach on Tuesday nights, Bowman on Thursday nights. All right, I said all that. Now we're we're uh, in the studio. We've got um, got Abe in the studio. He's looking at my guitar pretty pretty uh, enviously. Uh, he doesn't have his guitar, but he's, he's got my guitar here. We might have Abe sing if there's enough cry out there that he would sing. I'm going to speak about something on the radio that I spoke about in our church service today, but it's going to have a little different twist to it. So if you were there. It may, may be just a little different, but I want to start in Romans chapter 2 and verses 28 and 29. It says this, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. These verses Paul was talking about, that you could, in the Old Testament, you could be a circumcised Jew, but not really be a Jew. And he's also talking about there's a new type of circumcision out there. And not just Jews can receive it, but it's the circumcision that happens in our heart and our spirit. And I, this is what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about something a preacher said. I was in a church service in Bismarck. Uh, an evangelist, young evangelist uh, named uh, Baptiste is his last name. He mentioned something while he was preaching. He said, it's important to be associated with the things of God, the people of God, but you've got to have your own revelation. He said, association without revelation isn't all that we need. We need both. And so tonight I'm going to tell you, belonging to a group isn't enough to make you right with God. And we, a lot of us know this. Now, a lot of people that are not church people think we don't know this, but we know this. Brother Roland, you know this. Uh, you know, this, this, uh, I mean, we know this, that you can come to a Pentecostal church and not be in the church. I think maybe, maybe there are little children that don't know this. Maybe they think they're in the church because they they go to church. And, uh, and you know what? Uh, thank God that they come to church. But, I'm going to talk about this topic anyway because there are people that don't know this and there are people that don't know that we know this. But belonging to a group isn't enough to make you right with God. But let me just say this, you won't stay right with God unless you belong to the group. (laughs) In Romans chapter 9, in verses 4 through 9, let me just read it out if it's okay, if you don't shut me off. Let me read this out of the Living Bible, Romans 9, 6 through 9. It says this, Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? Now earlier, Paul was talking about not everybody. He said, he said, he said that not everybody 
is God, you know, they, Israel failed. So, so he said, well, then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No. For not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Though Abraham had other children too. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily the children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God has promised, I will return about this next, this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. These verses are saying in the Old Testament, Abraham uh, had other children that were not children of the promise. He had another son named Ishmael. And it wasn't through Ishmael did the promise come. The promise of Jesus came through Isaac. And what he was saying here is not... Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make you truly Abraham's children. Like, you, just belonging to the group isn't enough. Uh, in fact, John the Baptist said in Luke chapter 3 and verse 8, Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and be, begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. God can make children of Abraham out of rocks. Is what Jesus was saying. So we know and we understand that you've got to get this for yourself. You've got to have your own relationship with God. Pastor Bob has something that God does not have and God will never have. I don't think he's jealous of me, but I have something that God doesn't have. You go, what could that possibly Somebody text me, what could that possibly be? What could Pastor Bob have that God doesn't have? You know, what is it? The, uh, are you texting me? No, you're not yet. i got all kinds of people texting me. But I'll tell you what I've got that God doesn't have. I've got grandchildren. God doesn't have any grandchildren. All he's got is sons and daughters. Because you have to have your own personal experience with God. You know, uh, the um, there is a... Uh, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, the scripture says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as, as in my presence only, but now so much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Paul was complimenting the people in Philippi, the church there, by saying, You guys have obeyed God when I'm there, and you've obeyed God when I'm not there. You, he said, And now... Even more, in my absence, you're obeying God, but work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. See, this is telling us that association with God's people is not enough. Now, I'm going to turn this thing around and tell you how important association is before this is all over. But there are people that associate with the things of God. Now, you know, I don't know what you guys think about me out in radio land, but over the years... You know, there have been people that have attended our church, come to our jail service, and they think Pastor Bob's all right. They think that, you know, they like my preaching. They say I make sense. Uh, they think I'm funny. Now, if you come for a long time, after a while, you just laugh to be polite. I mean, after a while, you know, after a while, you get used to whoever's preaching. But I've watched some of those people. Uh, there was a guy one time that told me, he said, Pastor Bob, you've changed my life. I'm going to write a book about you. But he's not even attending our church right now. I believe he will be, 
But what happens is people get preacher religion. Sometimes by association, they think they've got it. But that doesn't last. My prayer tonight is that your walk with God goes deeper than I like Pastor Simons or I like the New Life Pentecostal Church. But it it's yours. It becomes what you believe. We've got to get convictions for ourselves. Preacher religion never lasts very long, and it sure won't work raising your children. Notice with me in Judges chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. Verse 10, And also all that generation were gathered under their fathers. They all died. And there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. See, what happened here is a bunch of people had seen God work in their life, but they had not allowed God to work in their children's lives. And so the importance of getting this for ourselves, the importance of our children getting this for ourselves, one of my major frustrations over the years, it really has frustrated me. We have, on Sunday mornings, we have 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service. And I have people, I still have people that have children that show up for church at 11 o'clock. And now we have something for the adults during that same time. We have an adult Bible study. And I'm thinking, why aren't you bringing your kids to Sunday school? Like, I don't get it. I mean, whatever help we can have to get our children to get it. Because if your children are only doing this because of you, it's not going to last very long. So Paul saw this over and over and over again. Galatians 4.18 he said, and 19, he said, But it is good to be zealously affected, always in a good thing. And not only when I'm present with you. My little children, of whom, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. You know, um, there's a brother Johnson listening to me tonight. I don't even really know you. Have I ever met you? I've heard a lot about you. And you've lived for God for a long, long time. And I've heard that you're a really good man. But he's not living this life because of a preacher of preacher religion. He got this for himself. And and this is half of what I'm talking about tonight. Association without revelation will lead to spiritual death. Paul said in this same verse in Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation, not your own plan of salvation, not your own idea of God's commandments, but work out your own salvation. Like, get with what God's doing and get your life in line with that. And then he goes with fear and trembling. I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, I... I, I laugh. I like to laugh. I, I, I've got grandchildren. They're, they're, they crack me up. Some of the stuff my grandchildren do and say, I mean, they just, just crack me up. Not so much the old ones. They don't crack me up anymore. But They're not near as cute as they used to be either. But but, uh, but I, I love to laugh, and I love, I love humor, and, uh, and I, I do. But when it comes to my salvation, 
I'm pretty serious about that. You know, so, you know, I'm going to have, uh, I think I'm going to have Abe sing here. And uh, I'm going to look at some of my texts. But this first part of the program we're talking about, you can't have just association with God's people. But you've got to have your own revelation. You've got to get the, you can't, nobody can get the baptism of the Holy Spirit for you. You've got to get it for yourself. Nobody can repent for you. Nobody can be baptized for you. These are all things that we have to do for ourselves. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Billy Ray Murray was a mighty mean man. Had the reputation of the devil's right hand Cussed like a sailor, always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole a Ford truck that he drives Scared the congregation one Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar and they heard Billy say Take me to the river, wash me clean Let my sins roll down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know Just how dirty I was before I met the Lord I'm the kind of sinner that they made the muddy Mississippi for Preacher took him by the arm and headed out the door Everybody followed on the way to the shore In the back of our minds while we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did, it was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water and then he said it again Take me to the river, wash me clean Let my sins roll down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know Just how dirty I was before I met the Lord I'm the kind of sinner that they made a muddy Mississippi for The moral of the story that I learned that day Cause God can clean anyone if he clean Billy Ray Hey, take me to the river, wash me clean Let my sins roll down in New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know Just how dirty I was before I met the Lord I'm the kind of sinner that they made a muddy Mississippi for yeah, I'm the kind of sinner that they made the muddy Mississippi for. That's great. Amen. That's a good song. I'm the kind of sinner that they made the muddy Mississippi for. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, we had some a lot of people texting in for Abe to sing a song. So I'm glad that he did. Who knows what we'll do next. Maybe I'll sing one too, but it won't be as good as that. Just got a text from our our um, um, got a text from our uh, uh, group that goes down to the women's prison. They had thirty people in both services, and um, the uh, sister Kim spoke to the women's prison tonight about guidance and faithfulness. And I bet that was good. 
Uh, no, that's not a Greg McCool song. That is a who, who, who sings that? What? The Dunaways. Those are that's a, he's a brother Schuler. He's an apostolic preacher, I believe. And but Timothy Spell is singing on that song. I know that he is, and I, I recognize his voice. I couldn't find it in the credits anywhere, but but Abe did a pretty good job on that. I thought I'm the kind of sinner. Look it up under Dunaways, Muddy Mississippi. You'll find it there. Tonight we're talking about association and revelation and how. I want to turn this in a little way here, a corner. But the corner is that, and I, I don't know if I want to turn it just yet, but I want to just emphasize, re-emphasize, drill it into your brains that belonging to a group isn't enough to make you right with God. And belonging to a group isn't enough to keep you right with God, but you've got to have your own walk with God. You've got to touch Jesus for yourself. There's time, you you know, we, we need to pray with each other, we need to pray for each other, and there's times that we just got to learn how to pray by ourselves. There was a man that used to come to our Bismarck church, and he was a very troubled person in some ways. Uh, he'd been in the state penitentiary, uh, had some honesty issues in his life. And he called me, and he would call me occasionally, said, can you meet me at the church to pray? And I I did. But one time I told him, you know what, you need to go and just pray yourself. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be cruel or anything else, but I can only take you so far uh, down that road. Uh, you've got to get it for yourself. Our children have got to get it for themselves. One of my sons, when he was young, he used to come in my room. He'd be scared, had a bad dream. And he'd say, Dad, the devil's in my room. The devil's in my room. And so we'd go in there and pray. But, you know, he got to a certain age, and I told him, Son, you just need to go pray against that devil yourself. <laughs> well, he wasn't calling him a devil then. You see what I'm saying? Like, we have to get our own walk with God. And I know that this is so basic. I get this. I understand this. But you've got to get it for yourself. You've got to have your own revelation. That is so, so important. You know, um, the the uh, and I look at the people in the Bible. Look at Paul, the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, had a revelation on the Damascus Road. That's a beautiful story. Changed his whole life. Turned him into a preacher. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute because I'm going to turn a corner now and I'm going to go back and forth with this. But yes, we've got to have our own experience with God. Yes, we have to have our own revelation with God. Yes, association isn't enough to take you to heaven. Like, I belong to Pastor Bob's church. I'm going to heaven. (laughs) No, no, that's not right. But let me just tell you this. Revelation without association, you're not going to make it to heaven that way either. And this is the part that it seems like is the final frontier for some people. Some people think that I'm going to be the lone ranger and walk with God. You know, those church people are all hypocrites. And I'm just going to serve Jesus all by myself. And I'm going to help the poor and needy and whatever. And I'm just as good as any of them are. But I'm telling you, you're not going to make it. Your attitude's wrong. 
uh, the only perfect person. You want to go to a church full of perfect people, and you've only found one, and that's you. <laughs> no, you've got to be associated with the people of God. There's a very, very interesting story to me in, in Galatians. And I'm not going to turn there. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to tell you about it. But the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians tells how he had a revelation from Jesus himself about this truth. And he didn't receive it from any man. That's what he said. He had a revelation from Jesus about this truth. And he started preaching. And and Paul, or at this time Saul of Tarsus, began to preach and teach. And he began to have great success. But in the book of Galatians, Paul said, after 14 years, I went to Jerusalem to talk to the disciples of Jesus. And this is what he said. He said, I wanted to make sure what I was preaching was right. I wanted to make sure that my revelation was in association with the apostles. Because he said, what if I would have preached all those 14 years in vain? What if I would have been telling them the wrong thing? You see, the corner that I'm turning tonight is even though we all know you've got to have your own revelation, your own experience with God, you got to dig down deep. you got to find it. you got to have it. doesn't matter if you go to the perfect church or the right church or even the greatest church of all, you know, Pastor Bob's church, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. But it doesn't matter. But you got to have your own revelation. But let me just tell you this. Revelation without association with God's people and God's true church will end to, like one guy said, damnation. Because <laughs> we're trying to think of things that rhyme with Asian. Revelation without association will lead to failure. Many people have a spiritual revelation that end up going nowhere. They're just in their own little group, their own little house, and eventually they fizzle out and die. This idea that I love Jesus and I don't go to church, or I love Jesus and I don't go to a church that preaches the truth, there's a Hebrew word for that. Hogwash. I don't know how you say it in Hebrew. <laughs> anyway, like that's that's not true. There's no you 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 know this I'm not gonna buy it. I love Jesus, but I don't go to church. That's a bunch of baloney. You know, I, I can prove it to you. I really can. Uh, you know, there there is proof that you are a true believer. Let me give you one of the simple tests. 1 John 3.14. 1 John 3.14. You got it? We know that we've passed from death unto life because we pay our tithes. doesn't say that. We know that we've passed from death unto life because uh, we don't lie anymore. doesn't say that. Let me tell you what it says. We know that we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. If you don't love the, your brothers and sisters that love the truth, you don't have it. 
That's why when David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He wasn't just glad because he could worship the Lord there. He was was glad because he got to see the people of God there too. You know this this um, you know I, I this topic I, I, I my mind is just I, I when I, I had a hard time not keeping preaching I don't know I think I preached too long in church today I don't know for sure how long but I think it was too long but anyway I just my mind began to be filled with things for instance Cornelius Cornelius had revelation from God what did he see an angel did he have a vision? Cornelius was a man that was seeking after God, had a revelation. But the angel told Cornelius, go send some men to Joppa. There's a man named Peter down there, and he's going to tell you words that you need to hear. So they sent for Peter, and there's more to this story than that. But Peter comes back with these people to meet Cornelius, and Cornelius has his friends, his family, everybody gathered there. And Peter walked in and they said, I had a vision and was sent. I was told to send for you and you're going to tell us something. And Peter began to speak and the Bible said, he spoke unto him words. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word, And the Jews that were with Peter were astonished because on the non-Jewish people, the Holy Ghost was being poured out. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And Peter said, Can any man forbid water that these shouldn't be baptized that received the Holy Ghost just like we did? Don't you want the Holy Ghost just like they got it? I do. I've got it. And he baptized, they commanded him to be baptized in the name of the Lord. You know, see, this, this, uh, what this I'm talking about here is it's not enough to have association without revelation, but it's not enough to have revelation without association. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Uh, Abe's lining up some music tonight. So, uh, text me 701-290-7862.
He might just come today. And trials for us to learn To cultivate a Christ-like attitude Be holy unto Jesus The bread of life, our food We'll hear the words Thou good and faithful servant Enter in Say now Your rest will now begin Think about it before it gets too late You better say lock Cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back He's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night or noon is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend, you better make things right Above the clouds, we'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown the glory of the Father to us he's been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. Selah, well that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well that's what it means to me. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. You better make things right. We just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin. Allow the Holy Ghost to come in. Bob's back. Uh, somebody asked me, who was that singing? That is a apostolic evangelist uh, that is excellent. His name is uh, Bill Farron, F-E-R-R-I-N. And if you look on Holy Ghost Radio, I believe there's an advertisement running for that CD. It's not a very, it's not been out very long. And uh, it's it's a really, really, every song is good. Uh, if you like kind of the ballad, uh, these are not short songs, they're not you know, sweet songs, but they're just got a message to them. And um, Bill Farron and his wife, Sylvia, is a, a very famous author, too. She's written, authored many books. And they travel around the country uh, just pouring out their hearts in churches. And I think the world of the Farrens. I really do. Um, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, talking about going back and forth between association and revelation. Now, let me tell you this. You've got to have your own revelation with God. 
But you you need to make sure that you're associated with a church that believes what the early church believed. Now, I've got listeners listening out there that I'm not sure what the deal is. But you're going to churches that don't baptize in Jesus' name? You're going to churches that don't preach about the baptism of the Holy Ghost? You're attending churches that don't believe in holiness and and uh, discipline and spiritual standards? What's going on with that? Can two walk together except they be agreed? A friend of mine um, saw Jesus' name baptism. It's a young man that worked with me. There's more to this story, too. A lot more. And he was a he was the youth pastor in a church that didn't believe in Jesus' name baptism or in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And this young man asked me, can I continue to go to that church even though now I've been baptized in Jesus' name? Because I'm the youth pastor. And I said, well, you can. But I don't know if you believe it the way I believe it. I don't know if it's going to work. And some things happened and one night when he was up preaching, he preached Jesus' name baptism. And that was the last time he ever preached there, and he ended up coming to our church. The re- reason I told that story is there is a difference. Like, for instance, infant baptism, sprinkling babies, that's not in the Bible anywhere. Why would you go to a church that believes that? Let me read you something in 1 John 2.19. John said, now this is John, Jesus' disciple, okay? This isn't John the Baptist. John, Jesus' disciple. 1 John 2.19. He said, they went out from us. In other words, there's some people that they left us. They don't fellowship with us anymore. But they were not of us. He said, they, they didn't believe what we believed. John said, for if they had been of us, they would not, no doubt have continued with us. This is pretty simple stuff. In other words, they left us because they didn't believe what we believed. If they would have believed what we believed, they'd still be with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. What John was saying is, there's going to be people that don't believe the apostles' doctrine. They don't believe it. If they did believe it, they'd be hanging out with people that believed it. As dark as this world's getting, you guys, we don't need a bunch of half-truth going on. In fact, I'm going to just make a prediction, not a prophecy, but a prediction. The closer we get to the last days... I believe many of these half-truth churches are going to close down. These churches that are accepting things that are just weird, falling to the pressure of public opinion. These mainline churches are closing down all over the country. And I believe that people will be hungry for truth, especially hungry for the doctrine of salvation that was presented by the apostles. In a nutshell, Acts 2.38. When they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles on the very birthday of the church, this is on the day of Pentecost, 
They said, in verse 37, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is a revelation, but you also need to be associated with people that believe that. You know, um, there was a girl that moved to Dickinson many years ago. And uh, she attended a church where she was that at that time believed that in Jesus' name, baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But when she moved to Dickinson to go to college, she was hit and miss at our church. She was going to different churches. And one day she came to church and I called her by name and I said, what are you doing going to these churches that don't preach this truth? I said, you know better than that. Kind of scared her. Kind of scared me that I said that. You see, you've got to be associated with the people of God. When I was 20 years old, I was not a Pentecostal. And I had, um, I was going down a wrong road in my life. I was, um, had found myself, uh, you know, originally towards the senior year in high school. Of course, I was drinking and I started playing with drugs. I es- That escalated very quickly into a drug addiction. I didn't realize it at first. I thought it was all fun and games. I didn't know that I was addicted. Well, when I tried to quit, I was 20. And, um, and uh, I think I tried to quit when I was 19. And I couldn't. It really scared me. It really did. And at that time, it really wasn't much fun anymore, but I was still addicted and I was still using. A series of events began to happen in my life, uh, spiritual events. I didn't know anybody Pentecostal at this time. But I was in a, um, I had uh, some, I mean, I, I can't tell the whole story. I don't have time here. It's 12 minutes to 9 mountain time. I had some scary events. I had some events happened to me when, when I was using um, acid and some other terrible drugs that I was involved with. <clears throat> Scared me half to death. I when when my my first son was born, my wife and I were married, and my first son, my oldest son, was born. I was in the delivery room and I felt something real in that delivery room, something very real, but I didn't know what it was. But it felt good, and I, I didn't understand what it was. And I went out of the delivery room, and a friend of mine who had just been released from a drug treatment center, he was in the waiting room. And I said, man, I felt something in that delivery room when I saw my son being born. And he said, you felt God in there. You felt the presence of God. That's what he told me. And I thought, cool. In fact, that night I went to a party that a bunch of people threw in my honor. You know, they had a hashish and all kinds of, you know, uh, powerful drugs, and they bought champagne and all kinds of things. We're going to celebrate. Bob had a son. And I told those guys, I don't want to use anything tonight because I said, I'm so high already, I don't want to ruin it. But I didn't know anything about God. But God was starting to give me spiritual revelation. I can't tell you I quit using right then. I did not. But I, I do know that I went and got a Bible. It was a Bible, I think, that my grandfather had. I tried to read it. It didn't make any sense to me. Like I, it, I didn't understand anything in it. And I think I started in the book of Revelation, and it's, it, it seemed like a Star Wars movie I had just seen, kind of like, like that. And uh, that was, of course, when I still watched that kind of stuff. 
Well, I was in a few uh, weeks went by, and I had I'd been sick. I had some kind of flu, and I told Lori, my wife, I said, "I'm going down." We were living in Valley City at this time, and I was on a wrestling scholarship there. I was going to college. My wife was not into the drug thing at all. She really wasn't. Now she was just as lost as I was spiritually, but she had more common sense. And so I, I went to this drugstore and got some cough medicine. And on the way back, I stopped by this little river the, that runs through Valley City, the Cheyenne River. And I was going to smoke some pot. I had my little pipe in my pot, and I lit that up. And while I was smoking the pot, a voice spoke to me and said, Get out of your car, throw your pot and your pipe and all your drug paraphernalia in that river. Well, I, uh, as soon as I heard that voice, it shocked me. But then I heard another voice saying, oh, don't do that. You've done stuff like that before, and you can't quit. You've never quit. But the other voice said, throw it in the river. And the other voice said, oh, don't throw it away. Sell it or give it to your friends. And the other voice said, throw it in the river. And I had a spiritual revelation, an, an eye-opening experience. I began to believe one of these voices was God, and the other voice was the devil. So I took my pot and my pipe. I got out of my car. I threw it in the river. Uh, a few days it went by. I was at a party with a bunch of my friends, and I told them what happened. I said, this is what happened to me. God doesn't want me smoking pot anymore. I can still snort cocaine, but I can't smoke pot. I told me, anybody got any cocaine? Now, that sounds really silly, and I tell that story, and people laugh if they've never heard it. But it's a true story. I was completely without association. But I was having revelation. But it was during that time, just a few days later, about seven days later or so, just a few days, I told my wife, I'd like to try a different church. I said, let's try that Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And my wife, who was a church-going person, was a Catholic girl, and she said, sure, I'll go to church with you, because she knew I didn't like going to church. So we decided to go. We were going to be back in the Bismarck for the weekend. We decided to go. During that same time, and the timing of this is all hazy for me in some ways, But this must have been on a Saturday. And we got a call from my friend that had just got out of the drug treatment center, the one that had met me up at the hospital. And he said, my sister from Denver is up in Bismarck, and she's been looking all over town, and she found this church, and she wants us to go this Sunday, and we'd like you and Lori to go with us. And I said, which church is it? He said, it's that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And I said, well, it's kind of hard to believe this maybe, but I was thinking of going there anyway this Sunday. He said, okay, well, let's go together. Well, then, a while later, my wife's friend Debbie called. And she said, hey, Lori, I'm getting baptized this Sunday at my dad's church. I'd like you and Bob to come. And she said, which church is it? She said, it's that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. See, not only did God give me revelation, but he pointed me in the direction of association. I'm going to tell you this, 
If I wouldn't have got tied into those people, I don't know where I'd be today. Because I had all the makings of a religious kook. God was talking to me. God was speaking to me. Real things were happening to me. And if I wouldn't have gone to a Pentecostal church, I might have ended up in a psych ward. (laughs) Maybe not. You see, I believe in association. I believe that associating with the people of God and having a pastor in our life is part of the plan of salvation. It's not salvation. But you've got to move that direction. Abe, why don't you give out some information? We're talking about information, association. Pat Cazeza is texting me words like damnation and all kinds of Asian words. But All right, go ahead and tell us how to get a hold of us during the week. You're listening to the New Life Pentecostal Church, and we're from or here in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can visit us. Um, our, the address to our church is 501 Elks Drive, um, right north of Interstate I-94, and you can see our church from the interstate. Um, we have service on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, or excuse me, Sunday school at 10 o'clock. That's a Sunday school for the children, and there's adult Bible study. And then that goes to about 10, 10.50, and then at 11 o'clock is our worship service. And that's every Sunday at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, also, our next service will be on Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. If you're from the beach area, you can visit a midweek service. Uh, there's a daughter work from our church started in beach, and they have service at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. every Tuesday night. Also, there's a midweek service in Bowman uh, with Brother Seth Springer and his family, and, um, and uh, they have service... Their church is called the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and the address is 18 North Main, and they have service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m., Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman. Also in Beulah, North Dakota, there's the Truth Community Church with Pastor Mike Woods, and they would love to have you join them there in Beulah if if you live in the area, and that's an apostolic church as well. Also, uh, well, I guess the time for that church would be every Sunday morning, 10.30, I believe, and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and they'd love to have you join them for service in Beulah, the Truth Community Church. If you'd like more information on these services or about our church, you can contact Pastor Bob Simons. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And his cell phone number is 701-290-7862. You guys, I'm getting a lot of good texts. Um, People are on board with this. Um, You know, I'm not going to leave you with this critical idea that most people in Christianity are just associated with the church. Or most people that are apostolic. I believe that there's a lot of people that know this and uh, and get this. But I'm also not going to tell you that you um, don't need to be associated with the people of God, because you do. Um, 
you're not going to make it without tying in. And don't just tie into any group, you guys. I mean, don't don't do that. You need to find a church that that is in agreement. When Jesus said in his prayer for his disciples, he said, "I'm not going to pray for them only." I think this is in John 17. I'm not going to pray for them only, but for them that believe on me through their word. Now that's you and me, right? That we he said, "I want to pray for." people, not only the disciples, but the people that believe on me through the disciples' word. And then Jesus said, Father, let them all be one. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying that that we'd come to a unity of the Spirit. I understand that. But that's not what Jesus was saying there. He wants us to be one with what the disciples believed, with what the apostles believed. He wants us to be one with that. You need to be really picky about what church you're going to. I'd rather go to a church with the most boring preacher that believes Acts 2.38 than to go to a church that has such a charismatic speaker that doesn't. In fact, I wouldn't go to that church. I wouldn't bring my children to that church. I wouldn't wish them Godspeed. So it's important. It really is. Have a revelation. Start association for your salvation. <laughs> you know, oh well. I'm going to end with this song. John chapter 9. There was a man laying blind from his birth. Jesus came, spit on the ground, rubbed mud in this guy's eyes, told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. He went and washed, and after he washed, he was could, could see. Just think about this. Never seen Jesus at this point, because he was already away from him. The man got in trouble for telling people Jesus did it. The religious leaders didn't like it. And he said, I, they said, we know this Jesus is a sinner. You better give the credit to God. And the man said, I love this. He said, whether he's a sinner or not, he said, I don't know. But one thing I do know. I once was blind, but now I see. He had his eyes opened. And later, Jesus came and found him. And the Bible says the man worshipped him. He worshipped him. You need a revelation. I had a revelation. I was blind for 20 years. But now I can see. Well, it's hard to describe what my life used to be. Someone who's always been able to see I wasn't unhappy or bitter that way but everything changed since I met him that day I was down by the corner just passing the time sitting in the sunlight and feeling it shine when the sounds of a crowd began to grow in my ear so I waited and I listened as I heard them draw near Then a man stepped up to me And he spat on the ground Rubbed the mud in my eyes Smeared it around Sent me off to Siloam To wash off the clay And as I opened my eyes I looked at the day And I have no idea How he did it 
I just know what happened to me. Yesterday I was in darkness, but since I met him I can see. Well, when the Pharisees heard it, you know they put me on trial. Even called in my parents and drilled them a while. When at the end I defended the man who had opened my eyes, all the trouble began. I said, ever since the beginning of time, no one's opened the eyes. Someone born blind. This man sent from God. It just can't be denied. And they cursed me, grabbed me, threw me outside. And I really don't know how he found me, but I know he was talking to me. It was easy to tell from the sound of his voice. He was the reason I see. And as soon as he spoke to me, I couldn't hide the emotion that welled up from deep down inside. And because of the dreams that he'd made to come true, to kneel there in worship was all I could do. And I called him my Lord and my Savior for everything he'd done for me. Yesterday I was in darkness. Yesterday I was in darkness, but since I met him, since I met him, since I met him, I can see. Oh, since I met him, my Jesus. Since I met him, since I met him, I can see. Lord Jesus, God, we're thankful for revelation. God, and we're also thankful for your people and your church. God, help those that are listening tonight, God, to have both. We just pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Another Tell It Like It Is radio show is over. God bless. Good night. Tune in next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time. And Lord willing, we'll be back here with you. You have put your Holy Spirit with
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.